0: Welcome to the Squad Games Podcast. Squad Games Podcast. Well, we're faking it till we make it here. Uh, it's not like we just finished the last episode and we're going to talk about this episode. Um, Adrian, you come from New York. There's a lot of rats there. Yeah, um,
1: there, there are many, <laughs> many a rat. <laughs> oh, you, you don't like to see them, but sometimes you do.
0: Yeah. A lot of Pied Pipers then. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any particularly favorite food spots uh, in? Uh, yeah, yeah
1: we have. I mean, the pizza is obviously always good. There is one spot that uh, my wife and I, I think, have been to more than any other spot over the course of many years. It's called Kings County Imperial. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a Chinese spot. They have two locations, one in Brooklyn, one in the Manhattan and it's just like consistently amazing. It's uh, really good food. Kind of got like obviously not New American, but you know what I mean. Like the dishes are a bit uh, experimental and 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 different, but just like amazing food. They have soup dumplings like to die for. The best soup dumplings I think I've probably had. Uh, really good cocktails. Great atmosphere, music, ambiance. The service staff is always good. It's just like always an amazing experience every time we've gone. Uh, and that is probably like the restaurant I frequented the most in in New York city.
0: Oh, amazing. Amazing. Gee, is there any new food spot you found?
2: None, but I want to ask Adrian something. So, um, I like watching people eat pizza on the internet. I (laughs) like watching like Italians go hardcore for making pizza. Mm -hmm. What is the best sliced pizza in your neighborhood?
1: In my neighborhood, well, my neighborhood is a heavily Italian American neighborhood and has been for a long time, so I'm kind of spoiled for choice. I live right around the corner from Lucali.
2: Um,
1: however, we almost never go because every night it's like uh, the original (laughs) iPhone launch around the corner, it's
2: it's packed, (laughs)
1: it's super packed, and I will never wait online for pizza because there's so much good pizza everywhere. However, I have we do usually go when it's a blizzard or a pouring rainstorm because nobody's there. Uh, and we just walk around the corner and we're there. So they they have really good pizza um, and kind of a nice ambiance and atmosphere in there. The best slice shop, just like standard New York City slice in town, is uh, Smith Street Pizza, I think. Mm-hmm. And they just make a reliable, good slice. And then if you want to kind of go somewhere in between where you don't have to wait online forever, but it's a little bit pricier and a little bit more like, interesting kind of pies they make with a sourdough crust and they have all these different things mm. that are really really good uh frank uh frank's pizza they have it's kind of like a monopoly game they have like a pizza a slice shop they have <laughs> uh, a down home family restaurant and then like kind of uh, a fancy like tapa style restaurant all back to back to back like if you just bought all the property on one of the, <laughs> the you know boardwalk and park place and everything they own like a block <laughs> and then it's all about italian food and pizza
2: It sounds delicious. Yeah, Yeah, that sounds delicious. And that is
1: all within like a seven-minute radius. Tomato pies for life. Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. There's a new. There's a new Chinese place out here called uh, D and D Cuisine. Oh, I went there. It's not bad.
1: It's not pretty bad. Good. It's pretty good, right? As in D&D, like, the game?
0: Yep. No. Nice. Did Is they base based on that? No, I yeah, thought it was I've just D&D wa- art yeah. or something. Changed. It might not
1: be based on that, but I was just yeah. asking
0: Literally <laughs> Literally a D and then an and symbol and then, and then D, D and then Fire Art Cuisine. I have no idea how they came up with that. Yeah. But uh, it's pretty good. It's not it's bad. It's pretty good,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. 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 Good Chinese place out here in SCV. Yeah.
0: Ready to talk about stats? Yeah. Hell yeah, we're Let's about to it. talk about stats. Let's do it. Uh, Before we move on, I'm going to send you both these three little uh, pictures Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I made. Let's not send it in that group chat because that would be inappropriate. All right. Um, So here's three here, and then I will also copy this. Now, anyone who wants to see these as well, please go on to our Discord and uh, join us there, and you can see these as well. So, um, there's a Google Docs document that I created that gives us all of the stats completely broken down to the best of my ability and uh, David's ability and my buddy Ronnie's ability. So, all three of them kind of helped with um, formatting and stuff like that while I kind of just told them what what I I started it off and then they're better at Excel than I am. So, Um, but what's interesting is that we have our, our our three we I made three tier lists today to show a lot of the um the differences. So the very first tier list is our kind of guesses as to how LVO would turn out. And while our top predictions were really spot on, the rest of it was really, really wrong. Uh <laughs> and then the bottom of it was really, really Right. <laughs> we just got everything in the middle wrong, which, you know, I, I'm, in the middle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not Eldred. So, um, we look at our second tier list and we can see, uh, I, I, I included all of these with win percentages mm-hmm. over where they actually placed. Right. So, uh, commandos one. And then in our top 12, the highest win percentage team was high fleet. So they're first on the list. Then we have Felgore. Gore had a, let me check. I have the
1: yeah, Felgore, I was surprised to see so many Felgore. Like, I know they got that, like, the buff, but it just seems to have put them right back in the running again. Oh,
0: man. Let, let me tell you what. We had two fellgore players. One was at 130th place, mm-hmm. almost last place. Right. Right. Um, we had, then we had uh, another Felgore at, like, 120th. Right. The rest of the other four, uh, five Felgor players were in the top twenty-five.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: And so they ended up uh, w- uh, in the event with a sixty-three percent win rate, and that's with two people going zero-nine. Right. They still had a sixty-three yeah. percent win rate. Now, on the West Coast, outside of Orion, we have a couple really strong Felgore players. So I've known how good these guys are because. They're not fun to play against. And then they got a buff and yeah. it infuriated me to say the least. Yeah. Um,
1: and then they, you- everybody kind of dropped them when they got their nerf over here. Like nobody, they went from being played everywhere and being really annoying to like people like, Oh, well they're not good anymore. So I never got to see him uh, mm-hmm. until like LVO again.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. Right. I'm sure yeah. everyone's going to start picking them up again play them while you can everyone. Cause yeah, <laughs> but knowing games workshop, they're going to give them a really minor nerf, and then the uh, the year of melee will continue because Games Workshop does not know how to balance their game. Um, <laughs> it's
1: uh, tough, it's it, tough with the melee teams. It's, it it's is. Tough, especially when you have the team that only does one thing really well. Mm-hmm. Like Any little change to them can either make them absolutely broken or just unplayable because they, they don't have any balance. They just do this one thing.
0: So unfortunately I think their previous edition they were a lot more balanced. They're still not fun to play against, but they were a lot more balanced than they currently are because of it just they're really really strong right now. Yeah. A lot of people are saying they need to nerf Warpaint. Um
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: But to me Warpaint, if you're a good enough player, you can play around it. It's just like yeah. the Cultist effect, right? Right. In my opinion, I think they need minus 1 operative and then they really need to focus like Instead of having to kill twenty models to to, to board wipe yeah. them, they now have to kill eighteen. Hey, yeah, sounds yeah, a lot better true.
1: to me. That's true, yeah. Because <laughs> if, if they get the charge off on their activation and kill something, then they like get all the they just reap all the benefits of of being frenzied. Like, mm-hmm. Then you have to kill them like two more times. It's know? insane. It's absolutely it, it, insane. It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty mm-hmm. crazy.
0: Um. Yeah, so they have a 63% win rate, which is absolutely insane. And here's the other thing. Here's the crazy thing about, about uh, these guys. Um, they did not... They placed in... I think there were six other tournaments. I think this is on Glass Half Dead's video. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like six other tournaments. They placed in the top three at the majority of them. Oh, wow. Right? Really so like it's that. not just my terrain. It's not just... LVO. they are an actual problem yeah and I think that unfortunately I don't think that games Workshop is gonna do anything about it or see enough into them and eventually they will just become the number one team and uh, I, I fear for that day because I think they are actively bad for the game because no one likes to play against them
1: yeah that's that's the thing like it's just it's not the most fun experience um, exactly especially not when it was like it used to be like the whole charge pass era too mm-hmm and that was like just not a fun way to play the game, um, but you yeah, know they're 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 incredibly scary and very strong. They're just like or commandos in combat, but like better stats mm-hmm. and technically more wounds because of frenzy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so they're they're really good, and 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 especially on boards where you do have enough heavy. Like I think they're maybe balanced by the fact that like if they can get shot a good amount, then they should be able to be dealt with. But like, yeah, I mean, I I like. I thought commandos were a favorable matchup into them, but, but, uh, it did not feel that way when I played against Orion.
0: Yeah. And then you also have like Orion played vet guard on my most open board possible at the right. very end of the tournament right. on loot object right. their biggest one. And they right. barely won. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, this is like, this is crazy stuff. This is crazy right. town. Right. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Cause I did see that board and there were a few objectives that were very shootable from vantage. So mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So then we then we move on to Vetguard, and Vetguard have a fifty-eight point four five four percent win rate with five players. So that's also a very strong indication that the team is also very good mm-hmm. in the top ten. Then we had um, um, uh, Void Dancers. Void Dancers have a fifty-seven percent win rate, and then we have Casterkin, the Caster Kings, I should say, yeah. with a fifty-two percent win rate. And um, we have Hand of the Archon finally in the top 10, and they had a 48% win rate, I believe. Let me look here. Uh, a 46.94% win rate.
1: What did, uh, what did Commandos have overall for the 53. Okay.
0: So you can, we can see some of these teams, and I think that when we look at it, I have a different stat in here. I don't know if you guys can see me highlighting certain things. But Mm -hmm. when you look at the overall placement, the average placement of where these people placed or where these players placed. Um, so I have the average rank of all the players together and then their highest rank. Mm -hmm. So if we look at something and that somebody has like a really, uh, a really poor average ranking, and then they also did not place super well, Mm -hmm. you can see that the team might be struggling. Um, And then if you see somebody who has like a really bad ranking, like um, um, the Hand of the Archon, right? See here, where's Hand of the Archon again? Hand of the Archon. They have an average ranking of 62, which is just over where, you know, on average, but they had the highest ranking was 10. So you could see like maybe the team's low end is is kind of low, but their high end is also really high. Right. Right. And then when you see teams that have like Gellerpox, Orion didn't pilot them. So they have not great stats this tournament. Actually, they have one of the worst stats of the tournament. They have the highest rank of 72, which is seven below the average. And then Mm -hmm. their average ranking as a group was 101 Mm. out of 130. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, Unless if Orion is piloting them or somebody, or somebody's like, because they're a really highly skilled team to actually play them correctly. Yeah. So many play models. Them well.
1: You have to play a, an incredible positional game. Yeah. And be very, very, very cagey and conservative.
0: Yeah. So, you know, looking at some of these other things, it, stats are very, very interesting and you can take, you can take a lot from mm-hmm. them. For instance, like cultists, there was two players. Uh, one player went 13th and I can tell you uh that's James Robinson he hit I think he only had one practice game with with their new changes yeah. and he went 13th yep with one practice game on their new supposedly game breaking trash tier uh making them bad I like, think they're so
1: fine <laughs> <laughs> yeah they are <laughs> <laughs> And then the
0: and then the second player who I don't know who uh, I'm not familiar with the player's name uh went 35
1: yeah
0: Right? So, like, obviously, in my opinion, this team is still <laughs> busted. <laughs> um, so, I know, I know this is just one tournament, and then there's going to be a lot of tournaments from all over, and Games Workshop, I'm sure, has a way to pull up all the stats. But it's still pretty interesting. Yeah. If you guys want to see this whole table of the difference between um, our, our last pre- our, our last predictions who won, who was the top 10, who actually went positive as, as, a, as a group and who actually went negative. You can check that out in our Discord. But also the one that I want to talk about the most is Games Workshop. They, they typically say any team with over a 55% win rate needs to be looked at, right? 60% you know, actively needs a change. Uh, 55% to 50% uh, is acceptable. to 45% is acceptable, but anything less than 45 needs to be looked at and possibly buffed. Mm -hmm. So this one, I'm very interested to go over and talk about um, here because I think that we can, we're all pretty smart guys. We could come up with a couple nerfs or buffs. We would like to see for each team. And also some of these, I don't think are indicative of how strong the team actually is Right, because there's there's too little data. Like for Blades right. of Cain, they had a 57 percent win rate, so they're 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 in that category, but they have a lot of gotchas, and I don't think that we have enough data. Yeah, it was a actually. brand new, brand new team. team. Like
1: most, the books weren't even really out yet. Not people didn't know what to do. So I, I think that that's probably one of those outliers. Just because I'm I'm looking at the the graphic right now too, mm-hmm. like uh, High Fleet and Greenskins too, like piloted mm-hmm. by two you know very good plasma spam players. But again, Absolutely. like kind of. I think they just each had a single point of data. So it's mm-hmm. one of those things where you, you probably ignore those outliers just for that. Um, although, you know, why don't, why don't we just nerf high fleet and take away? Two
0: operatives? <laughs> well, I have, I have a specific buff for pathfinders and that's yeah. minus one operative, but we'll get to oh, that yeah. later. I, I,
1: agree. I agree. They, they can <laughs> stay at their subpar 45% win rate. I'm fine They,
0: with that. <laughs> they sure could. Um, and uh, it's funny, the, the terrain from uh, LVO mostly got... I only had like two negative reviews thus far for um, the terrain saying that there's too much heavy. they came from a vet guard player and a Pathfinder player. And uh, if they're the only two teams that are complaining about my terrain or how how many how much heavies on it? I'm fine. okay with it. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I would rather have uh, Felgor win <laughs> or, or orcs win than uh, pathfinders win an event because uh, when pathfinders win an event, you know there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings. It's just <laughs> not fun to get shot off the board. Um. So uh, obviously, with the highest win percentage, we had uh, Highfleet, and next week we should have um, Eric Cecil and Jeremy. Uh, both the compendium on and talking about how strong some of these teams are and what other teams are also going to be very viable because I think people are going to start playing with compendium again. I know that everyone in their little tier lists say how bad compendium is. You know, like, I mean, literally everyone, every single person, even us, we did it too. We're like, hey, compendium sucks, you know, but hey, here's, you can take high fleet and get top eight at the biggest yeah. tournament that's ever happened.
1: You can take KS <laughs> demons into the dark and destroy everybody. You sure uh, can. I it's found out firsthand
0: that
1: <laughs> is, I I got, I got destroyed.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's must be some hidden tech that, you know, stop having group think and start thinking for yourself. Right. So, um, moving to, you know, Felgor, I've already said that I would love to see them just get minus one operative, keep everything else the same. Yeah. I would love to see how the team performs at that point, because then they have to actually, which specialist am I going to remove from my roster? Right. Right. Do you guys have anything that you would like to see happen to Felgore? Because I think they need a nerf, but maybe you guys don't.
2: Maybe there's a way to change how Frenzy happens. So like, I don't know, let's say you got three criticals and a hit, you then just force Frenzy to not happen and they just die.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe, may, yeah, maybe oh. the frenzy mechanic, or like only being able to work an X number of times per turn. Over the course of the game, or per turn, something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, where you kind of have like a bank of how many times you can frenzy. That could be cool. I don't know, because, like, the, obviously, the, the reason they're so good is because of Frenzy, is because they get so much value out of each operative.
2: Right, one extra uh, go.
1: Yeah, like, one extra go, and, like, if you don't roll a crit in that combat, like, it's, he's just completely killing another dude as well. Yeah. Or you know, like charging onto something and, and using his extra APL to like loot a point or do a mission action as he dies, you know? It's like mm-hmm. in-death atonement, uh, the Beastmen version for all mm-hmm. of your operatives, you know? So it's it's, it's a lot of value. Um, so maybe addressing that in some way, because losing a whole operative again, because we were talking about like the 11th activation for orcs, like that might hurt a lot, you know? Because anytime you mess with the activation gaming that like it's like at a high level of play it's really really felt it's felt a lot just to even have one final activation that you can save um so yeah so maybe some and addressing the frenzy mechanic in some way might be my thought
0: yeah i definitely think that could be good too g did you have anything else or i mean i know that was yours but uh yeah nope, sorry just, to steal that
2: <laughs> no i mean that's exactly what it should be just fix the frenzy mechanic or change the way it works Cause that is the, that is the problem is I thought I killed it. Now it's not dead yet. And you have to try again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Uh, the next one on the list with a 60% win rate is blooded. They had th- now that if we look at the stats, um, they had three players mm-hmm. top placed at 15th and average ranking was 62. So I think two blooded players did really well. One did. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think blooded need a change. Even though fine. even though they're in that, that actively good tier, yeah. I think that we had a lot of good blooded players come to LVO, and that's the reason why they play so well.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I think blooded are fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Now cultists, fuck 'em. them. Um, <laughs> I think they're also actively bad for the game. Like the two teams that I think are actively bad for the game are Felgore and Colts. Um, I think they have too many feels bads, right? So when we look at Colts they had two players um fifty eight point eight two percent win rate uh highest was thirteenth average was thirty five um you know I would love to see them go like get minus get minus two uh two operatives i think that they're just and you
2: keep, they're still oh, too the strong still, right they yeah. have a
1: yeah, yeah they okay. have a lot of bodies I, th- I think maybe losing one operative to start might yeah. if you wanted you to go that right maybe the way to yeah. go because the interesting thing that i like c- kind of always knew in theory but didn't experience till i went to worlds is like you start like they're always going to activate you pretty much for most teams on turn one mm-hmm. and then you start trimming their activations mm-hmm. and all of a sudden at the end of turn two you're like oh that's great i like i activate you by three and then at the start of the next turn they're like actually now i i would activate you by 3 because i've turned to all my ga2s and the ga1s mm-hmm. you know so so they right. like they just ramp up so 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 hard i think again i'm i'm not a cults player but speaking to a few cults players and theorizing about it um, like prior to worlds i would have said they were fine and but but then i saw how they really could be piloted and again just like how we've seen Gellerpox be played to a very high competitive level when you play cults extra kg like a, like a huge coward, so to speak, but like tactical cowardice, right. They're just so strong uh, and they can just blow like you out of the water late game on turn three and turn four. Like you, you don't, you don't even need to go three, three on the primary until, you know, turn three and turn four, and then you just take over the game. So I think the changes have probably, the nerfs have probably made them like you, you get punished more if you make mistakes you know, because the operatives are a little bit less durable. However, um, if you don't make mistakes, I think they still play exactly the same.
0: Absolutely. Um, and the yeah. more the more you play them, the better you get against them. Yeah. And you have you have to come at them like a Gellerpox kind of thing. Yeah. And you want to ignore their torments, just kill the small guys, and then you'll be you'll be okay. Um. But like, they're actively they actively make feels bad moments and i just don't think the team is balanced whatsoever still and i think like obviously the best colts player still lives down in australia and didn't make it to elvio but i feel that if if alexa came or or like um the guy from spain came hava yeah hava yeah i feel like we would have seen them in the top 10 Oh, for sure, yeah, for sure. May, you know, really easily, right? Because the, yeah. the team is still they're just a surgical knife at the moment and they need to be blunted. <laughs> yeah. Going yeah. on to, to to breachers, there's only two players. They did relatively well each. They both they both went, I think, six and three or close to six and three. They both placed very well. Um, but they were also in the high end tier. I I think they're still close to S tier. I just think they have too many bad matchups in a large tournament in order to win, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean I don't think they need to be addressed. Do, what do you, what do you guys think?
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe something very small. Cause yeah. like I, I think that they're, they can, they're very good. They're very consistent. They have answers for almost everything. They're very durable too. I haven't played the team enough myself to know maybe what I'd address, but if, if it was anything, I think it should be like a small tweak. Agreed. Um, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I'd have to think about that a bit more.
2: Mm-hmm. Maybe just a change to um, stems, maybe stems, or something. That's it. Because yeah, guys, everybody takes <clears throat> stems,
1: obviously. Then they all get yeah. So maybe you are just like more paint. You limit yeah, or, yeah exactly. or you limit the amount you can take, like a like oh yeah. five or something. I don't know. I could see that. Yeah, because it, it is it is that that makes the break point very very hard. Plus you get like the uh, the brace for for, for impact yeah impact counter whatever,
2: yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: So for vet guard, I have pretty strong opinions. I'd love to see what you guys think. Maybe it's the same. Mm-hmm. One of yeah, one of which is uh, demo mine not going through walls. Yep, that's. It, I, would love, I would
1: love that. If it's <laughs> get, still cut out by that, so yeah. Much.
0: <laughs> if it's still a problem, um, make it two inches, uh, and that would be a secondary follow up instead of three. Um, the other thing to them would be to put the spotter in line with everyone else, and also another one is uh that I think should happen to the whole game, but they probably won't do it is uh fixing the rosary alongside everything else to not work on crits
2: right yeah. right many of those big things
0: i think those i think i think um I think the rosary should happen to everything and that should put everything more in line with some of the damage reduction that they've yeah. they've already been doing, but I feel like one of the other two would probably put them in a better line, and if you did both they'd still probably be okay yeah so
1: yeah. I I think for me the the four things I always am concerned about when I play Vet Guard are like, yeah, the rosary really changes the combat math. In death atonement really mm-hmm. messes you up. Uh, mm-hmm. the 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 mine, the demo mine is, is the most scary thing, and then the spotter just makes it so you're you can never be safe and somebody's always getting shot no matter what. So mm-hmm. yep. of those four, I think you won't you don't have to touch all those four, but of those four, the spotter and the demo to me are the more obvious things. I think If they were to touch the spotter, maybe make it so if you're behind heavy, you're fine, Um, something like that. Um, Or maybe it only works on already, you know, activated models or just some tweak to it because right now it just, it just, there's no negatives. You just see someone and then you shoot them immediately. Um, Absolutely. Which, which you know, which I get. Like people, are, I, I'm I'm okay with people getting shot. Like it's okay to get shot, but like it just feels like if, if you have no agency to be able to hide anything, right? Then it then it really changes how you can play the game. So that's one. And then the demo mine also. I mean, I, I heard you mention a few changes to the demo mine. But what about like just once per game, like every other mine?
0: Going <laughs> mine uh, with the mines. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think I think if I I think that would be fine. Yeah, uh, I you think that would be the fine other to do. Stuff the same, but They're yeah, you. Yeah. But you'd have to keep the other stuff the same. Yeah, like yeah. I I don't mind multiple mine blasts if if it has to be touched in one way or the other, right? Like you it can't. Does. It's so strong. Yeah. So the other thing, and what's interesting about Vet Garden is that they had five players. Mm-hmm. Uh, highest rank was number two, and then they averaged at forty-eight, which is like you know top third yeah. on average. Pretty good, pretty good. That's why, like you, you start to see like, hey, here's the highest rank, and they averaged really well, and they had five players. Yeah. There's something wrong with the team. I
1: think right? they're one of those teams that just has been untouched since the beginning and every time people have been starting to group together and be like, hey man, like, I think VetGuard should probably get a nerf. Then there's like, oh, but now there's PathFinders. and like, oh, well, let's deal with that for a second. And then PathFinders get dealt with. It's like, oh yeah, VetGuard, they're still kind of good, huh? And they're like, oh, there's cults now. <laughs> <It's like laughs> yeah, they, they've exactly. just been like, there's like big, Under the distractions, radar. big distractions every time with like a more broken team. Um, but yeah, I think, I think they definitely, the demo is the obvious one that needs to be addressed if there's only one thing for sure. And then second after that I move on to the spotter maybe just maybe just adding a little asterisk to it so there's some way the opponent can avoid it if they need to
0: yeah so now here's the craziest one right okay this team has to have something happen to them and if they don't there's something wrong with games workshop they 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 must love the emperor just a tad bit too much they you know i don't know what they would be doing if if they don't mess this team up there's there's an active problem with this team Now, a lot of good players took this team, so maybe it's skewing it a little bit in one direction, but if a lot of good players are going to take this team, they probably still shouldn't be this good. So we had seven players take Novitiates to LVO. They they had the highest rank of 12, but they averaged 36.
1: Huh. Okay, Mm. so as a whole, like... And
0: they had a 59.02% win rate. That, there's, there's a problem with seven players... Averaging 60% win rate and averaging 30, like top fifth of the, of, (laughs) of LVO. That's insane. Those like commandos don't reach those numbers. And obviously they still need to be, need to be touched, right? Like it's, it's actively a problem. Now they still get smushed by some of these other big teams, but there's such an active counter to the majority of the field that. You know, I, I, do I know how to fix them? Absolutely not. I'm, yeah, they're I'm not very complex
1: and very weird. I, I tried to play them for a brief period of time, and they just felt like if I made any mistake, I would just fall apart. Mm-hmm. So I think I think they definitely, you know, you need a good pilot to play them. But I mean, as with Kazukin, anytime you have dice fixing in the game, mm-hmm. that team has the potential to just be amazing. Like anytime mm-hmm. you can just choose what dice you want, there's always going to be a potential for that team to be too good. So right. I don't know if they're too good right now. They definitely like those stats that he pointed out. Definitely feel very strong. Um, but this is also coming from someone who just played Commandos all year, and I've never thought <laughs> about them. So, <laughs> so yeah.
0: that's true. That's yeah, true.
1: Yeah. So to me, I've just been like, oh, and Avicii, it's uh, whatever. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, they do have a lot of things that that like can really catch you off guard, and they can they're deceptively. Tanky from shooting, Um, and they can just like the faith. Faith is a really really strong mechanic.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that like some of the faith mechanics maybe need to be increased in price, Fair. like changing changing something to a crit or just getting rid of that one entirely.
1: Yeah, just if nothing else, just to keep up with inflation, you
0: know. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I think I think there's a there's a couple problems now. Another interesting one, which you're probably also not going to have a strong take on, <laughs> is uh, Void Dancers. Void Dancers had a fifty seven percent win rate. Yeah. They, the strongest elves of of the bunch, right? Yeah. Um top 7 uh with Koa. Mm-hmm. And uh they did really well overall the majority of the field. Yep. So th- where is Void Dancers at? I should really put this All right. So Void Dancers, they had a uh 57% win rate. Uh 7 rank 7 and they uh their highest rank was 7 and then their average win, uh win rate was Uh, 56th place and they had eight players. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's pretty good. And they already ignore so many rules. I just, I don't know how to fix the team.
1: Yeah, they're they're in an interesting spot because they're one of those teams that, like, I feel like is is sort of gatekeeping in a way. Because, like, at a at a lower to mid level of play, all the rules ignoring and their stats are just gonna like beat a right. lot of people. Mm-hmm. But in a major tournament like this one, or a big tournament like Nova or something, like they they will eventually run into a team or a scenario that they just cannot win. So agreed, agreed. So it's one of those things where, like, yeah, you may see them at an event be in that upper you know seventy fifth to ninetieth percentile consistently but I, I, they don't win big events, mm-hmm. you know? So
0: They're always we, the bridesmaid, never the bride.
1: Exactly. So due to that, I don't know if they need to be changed necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where like, I, I can see how they can be frustrating to be played against a lot of like players or a lot of teams because they do just ignore rules and they are strong and they can hit you and fall back and double hit you and all this other stuff. But, but again, if we're not seeing them like take a bunch of big tournaments, I'm not sure if that is like, needs to be addressed you know what i mean agreed yeah but that's just that's just my thought we, we have a lot we have a a couple of void dancer diehards here on the east coast uh and i play into them quite regularly again albeit with commandos mm-hmm. um but but it's i think they're one of those teams where they they um their stats over a long tournament run always just seem to fall maybe a tiny bit short just somewhere yeah
0: so, looking over the next tier, we won't go through all the teams. We'll just look at them and see if there's something that, that you would like to change in them. It's Wormblade. So, at the acceptable high win rate, we have Wormblade, uh, Commandos, which we already went over. Yeah. Casser um, Kings, mm-hmm. uh, Intercession, <laughs> yeah. and or Giacomo's on the Casser Knots, I think. Yeah. Uh, Intercession. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of people were asking about Intercession's win rate because there's so many uh, loyalists yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, intercession, they had 11 players show up. They were the most taken faction. Once again, after all the drops and all that kind of stuff, um, they placed the highest placement was 23 and they averaged 75, which is really kind of low. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's, we'll, we'll go over a couple of the other stats here in, in, a, in a minute, but, uh, there's something, something wrong here with them. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, having played them all last year, I, I think there's a few things for me with intercession that's preventing, I mean, number one, like, like I've said before earlier in this podcast, like as people have gotten better at this game and really more focused on playing KG and playing activation gaming, like mm-hmm, six man mm-hmm. teams,
2: elites die. It is,
1: it is rough out there for elites right now. It is yeah. super rough because like when you get out activated by like six or seven, <laughs> like I, you just, what do you, if you make one single mistake, you're dead. Mm-hmm, and yep. if you you have to play super cagey which is which is kind of counterintuitive for space marines like you're supposed to just run out in the open and get you've got to be aggressive you can't yeah no yeah, but you can't you can't be exactly aggressive. you can't that's the thing yeah. so like you have to wait till turns three or turns four like you can't lose a single model on turn one and you can only lose one maybe two on turn two and then you have to play the game in turns three and turns four so it's interesting because they are supposed to kind of be a beginner faction but the way you have to play them to achieve success is is very cagey which is mm-hmm. not like kind of how beginners play the game I think honestly if they were to revert the changes the ner- the nerfs they did to intercession they'd still be fine
0: yep but they
1: just went back to how they were and it, it wouldn't impact the game at all um and I think a few people I think like uh like John Reese had uh proposed this and i had never really thought about it but maybe there needs to be a change to like the overwatch mechanic as a yes. whole yes you know so like instead of just standing out in the open and hoping to get a shot off which a good opponent will never ever give you exactly you can you can do something different you can flip your order or dash or i don't know something so like that's push,
0: a, cool idea. That's a project, cool
1: idea you can project a threat but then move out of the way if they don't give it to you which a i good like that one wants.
0: yeah i was thinking about having, it myself to
2: make like a weaker move action or something
0: To me, that's probably the best iteration of a cool Overwatch. Instead of it being like an Overwatch shoot action, maybe it's It's just an Overwatch action. Yeah, exactly. That's a really cool idea. Or
1: like being able to go on guard, on open. I don't know. Something to make Elites feel more like Elite uh, could be cool. And you could just specifically add it to like Intercession and Legionary. And uh, I mean, probably just them or maybe even custodies, because custodies. Are fine on open they're just really busted and into the dark um, mm-hmm. but that just is some compendium teams just are because i don't i think the game was balanced around open yeah and into the dark it was just something that was added without thought for who would be good in it or not
0: yeah right. talons are actually really good with 10 sisters too so yeah. on open specifically so it, activation yeah they're 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 a pretty spicy one yeah i like i like reverting all the changes i also kind of like the changing to Overwatch but I doubt we'll ever see them yeah, that's, do something that, that, drastic.
1: I don't think they do that cuz that literally changes the game and it mm-hmm. very may very be one of those things where we're like oh yeah actually that's pretty broken now that we actually play it in real
0: life. So maybe we'll have to wait till whenever they drop uh, a new edition of Kill Team to get yeah. to see a change to it. Yeah. So uh moving on to the next tier these are the lower acceptables. Yep. We just have
1: Just before we go there I think yeah, we, go for the, it. the one thing cuz we talked about gene-seed cults so I think it I think they're probably okay it remains to be seen right now they've yep. got a, a a large amount of buffs, but I'd, I'd love to see a bit more play and data for them before we yeah, talk so about a nerf there. Cause I, I love the guys. They're, they're like, you know, they're the underdogs. You got to, I
0: think Wormblade did really well. So, um, Anthony, he's a local of ours mm-hmm. played them really, really well. He got to, uh, rank 11, mm-hmm. uh, 11th place. Uh, mm-hmm. and they averaged 46. So they, with three players, they placed pretty well. You also had Janice piloting them and yes. John, John, I believe is how you say his last name. He's from up north. Um, Those three players played him really well. They all, I think the Janice and John both placed around this in the sixties. Right. And then with him in the 11s, you know, like they had a 53% win rate. I think they're in a really good spot. And I think a lot of their changes really helped out the team. And I I think so. Yeah. I'm excited to see where they go from there.
1: I'm glad to see them playing again because it used like, at least on the East coast, they just like, no, like they, nobody would play them. Cause like, they were just like, not great. I, I think, I think in terms of like a tournament performance too. And like, spe- if you're not used to playing them, like they will gotcha so hard. Oh yeah. And so I, that may be, you know, depending on who they played in this tournament and if they were used to the team or the new buffs, like you can do what and where and when it's like, they just, pop up wherever rear all their dice, switch back to conceal. And you're like, wait, what just happened? Right?
0: Yeah. So they're once, really good into shooty hordes.
1: Yeah. And once you learn their tricks, then they become a much easier team to play against, but you have to know what they do. Otherwise they will beat any team. If you don't know what they do. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: so moving to, uh, the lower one, um, we have legionary, which was at a 48% win rate. But the, the problem with legionary, there's a glaring problem. um, Legionary had uh, ten players. The av- uh, the highest ranking was thirty eight, mm-hmm. and the average at thirty six yeah. or seventy six was the average ranking. So this so the question is 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 Legionary dead? And when we look at a different statistic here, uh, elites had a overall win rate at LVO of thirty three percent.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's tough out there for them. And and yeah. you know the other thing I just thought of right now. On the spot, I think unless someone had, I can't remember if someone had mentioned this to me prior. So I apologize if I'm stealing someone else's idea. But, but um, a, another thing you could do for elites is what they used, what they did in 40k in the last edition, which is some sort of like armor of contempt thing, where like mm-hmm. space marines in general, like ignore one of the AP of a weapon. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. We think we that, brought that up in the squad games discord. I knew yeah. I,
1: I think I'd heard that somewhere.
0: I think so. it's, it's pro- definitely been floated around because it's a mechanic that's already exists. I'm sure that we yeah. didn't come up with it either.
1: <laughs> fair, fair. But like, I like this game like is so cinematic and all the, all the factions really feel like they should. Ex- I feel like except for elites, right? Yeah. Like space mains are, have to be like the, the biggest cowards out of everybody. And vet guard just runs at you with a dude and then dies and holds to your leg. You <laughs> anywhere, you know? so, yeah. so it's like all right. Uh, so stuff, something to because I think if you buffer leads too much, they could very much become a problem. But something that either increases their durability per model or allows them to be like pseudo four APL with that kind of guard mechanic we talked about, mm-hmm. or or something. Because because unless like what if we if gave that, them
0: all? What if we gave um, intercession and legionary four APL?
1: No, Oof. that's I don't I know. Mean, I would not do yeah. that. Hey, maybe I'm just have Five models, maybe, maybe you, you, I don't know. You
0: don't, you don't need to, you don't need to change guard at that point, right?
1: Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah, <laughs> I move, I loot, I shoot you twice. Yeah. Yes. Right. Or, or, or like I charge, I fight, and then I double shoot. Like, I think, think uh, if anything, custodies, uh-huh. I would love to see custodes go back to four APL, but yeah. not on it to the dark.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a specific negative, like not into the dark, unopened. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Um, Star Striders still seem to be in a really good spot, so we're not. We don't need to touch them. Um, yeah, I think the, they're strong,
1: but I think they're they're okay. I think they're okay.
0: Hand, uh, hand of the Archon had some had some interesting uh, statistics. So they had six players with only a forty six percent win rate. Um, Brett really brought them up. If he wasn't there, mm, this team would not be looking good. Shout uh, out, to Brett. Yeah, shout out to Brett. Uh, we have a, they had an average of 62, which is right in the middle of the field. Um, I think they're completely fine. I think that they have, they've always had a really high skill ceiling. If people are good at the game, they can play at the team really well. If they don't understand all the other teams, they're going to have a harder time with the team.
1: Yeah. I think they, they're very, they're very much like a, like a getting the gears moving kind of team. And Mm -hmm. I think part of the reason why they also struggle into commandos other than the just severe stat check is that they just can't kill models early. So you you prevent them from getting pain tokens for a turn or two. And by the time they ramp up, like it's too late.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, Another team that seems to be doing okay. I think Games Workshop has finally buffed them to the right spot, uh, which is uh, still semi-poor. They will probably never win an event, but if you take (laughs) them, you will do okay.
1: Uh, that's wish. Exaction. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be my, this is going to be my next team. I'm going to try. Oh yeah. Okay. Try. I need to, I need to adopt like a a, a lower tier team and see no. and see if we can. <laughs> do do you we do we you can...
2: plan on taking this team or do you are you going to go like the Inquisition route?
1: No, no, no. I want to actually take. You want to do the full I, team? I, I bought two boxes of Exaction Squad. Okay. From the nice. Strategist. And, uh, talking about hobby stuff, I, uh, I just built my first model today, my proof of concept, Okay. Um, but I am doing a gene stealer cults infested. Hell uh, yeah. Squad. So these are as corrupt as cops come, you
0: know, <laughs> do, do you want to hear my, do you want to hear my, what I'm doing for exaction? I will never play them. It's going to be a, the Gotham city, city PD and the, the leader is nice. going to be commissioner.
1: Nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. They have, they have so many cool like ways you could paint them or kit bash them and stuff. I, I think they're they're pretty cool. And actually, for an Imperium, I don't usually like the Imperium teams. I find them to be a little bit bland. It's just like, oh, we we reroll shooting, or we reroll combat. Like these guys actually have some pretty cool rules and a lot of operatives. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm excited to to see if if I can you know make them work. But yeah, they they definitely there were some good players taking them this weekend. And I talked yeah, to, there to was. them and they were like, yeah, no, not, not as good as we thought.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so. every, everyone thought they were good into, um, Felgore. Turns yeah. out they still get fucking smashed by Felgore. Like you got to roll four ups. It wasn't, know? it wasn't even close in a lot of them. I mean, yeah. we had like people like Ryan Slater from turning point right. tactics, take him. We had, Blaine, who went to world championships, mm-hmm. took him. Like it was just such an uphill battle for all of these yeah. guys. I'd walk by the table and you just see them constantly under stress, yeah. you know? And it was yeah. just, I just felt bad for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, moving on to our next team with a 56% win rate at the, lo- the one uh, our lowest end of the hey, they're, they're acceptable is Hunter Clade, They only had three players. Um, uh, number 18, I believe, was Marty. Marty took them there. Um, yeah, he was on
2: stream. Mm-hmm.
0: And they were at, uh, they had a forty six percent win rate, and their average placing was sixty four, which is right in the middle of the field. I still think the team is fine. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think they're in a yeah.
0: good spot.
1: I think they're they're very they're like probably like just a very very balanced team. Like they're right yeah. in the middle, like on a standard tier list. I think they're fine.
0: Maybe you add a frag to the team, but yeah, like a fake whatever they is would they call have- their frag. Yeah, yeah so they, they do have blast. zero blast.
1: They have that yeah, blast exactly. one pistol, but they do suffer from lack of blast. Lack of yeah. blast. Yeah.
0: So we're going to move on to our below 45%, and then we'll, we'll talk about kind of uh, so a, l- a couple of little bit more statistics, and we'll end the podcast so everyone can move on with the rest of their week.
2: <laughs> it's a long one this week, guys. Yeah. yeah.
0: So um, Pathfinders are at the top of this with a 44% win rate. I think Jamie from BATS took them to, what was it, 30th, 33rd, uh, to 33rd place, uh, and... Their average was 60, so it was still above above normal. They had a 44% win rate. Um, three players. Travis is one of the ones that took them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who else? There was one other player uh, placed relatively low. Um, I have a buff for the team, since obviously they need one. And that's, again... A legit buff? Yeah, uh, minus yeah. one operative.
2: All right, now what's your legit buff? <laughs> they don't deserve one, Giacomo.
1: I, I I was very surprised to see them get a buff in the first place. Like, the, yeah, to that get was, the recon drone back. I was like, what? Like, that's what? crazy. If
2: you pick that one, you get see, one extra guy. See, like, like you're gonna, you want to do that? Like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're going like, to do
1: it. Incentive, like you're, be- like they give you a bonus for doing the thing that you want to do. Like, it's right. <laughs> see,
0: yeah. the the active bonus of that recon drone is usually mostly against elites. And right right now, elites are out of favor. And depending on your map style or your map preference from your region, we're going to see how they do. So if people play with a lot more open centers or they do this kind of stuff, because now they're like, now people are like, oh my gosh, the summer of melee has not ended. We need to have less terrain in the middle. Oh, now Pathfinders just win everything. I mean, the reason why TOs started making maps with heavy in the center of the board is because because of Pathfinders, because of because of that guard people may get start getting annoyed enough of these melee teams dominating the centric that we may see like TO start to remove that heavy that from the heavy, center yeah. of the board. And guess what? We're just going to see pathfinders start winning games and yeah. it's going to, you know, and it, there's, there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. Like you're either going to play in a, in, in a tournament that is like, Hey, pathfinders have a really good shot at winning or Hey, you bring pathfinders, you know, you can still win. It's just going to be much more difficult. Um, yeah. So yeah, fuck Pathfinders. Uh <laughs>
2: I I would think like maybe they just can't double up on certain gunners, like they're forced to take one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um I mean that's more of that's more of a nerf, not really a buff. Damn I can't think of a buff either. <laughs>
1: yeah, I don't, think, I don't think they need a buff. I think they're I think they're probably I, I, fine. I think that this, the performance here at LVO is probably a little bit under what they, what they would or should be doing. They also, I will say they also, from what I understand, they are still a very high skill stealing team and it it takes a lot to pilot them well Mm -hmm. because they do just, just die to anything. Especially Um, over
0: three days, you know, they're a high cognitive load team. Your brain's going to hurt while playing the team. You got to have the, the Stanima.
1: Yeah. I think, I mean, maybe they could probably even just reverse the most recent buff they got and be fine. I mean, same same thing. We, we kind of skipped over and for but Kazuk and I was also surprised to see they get a buff. Like, I don't know why. Like, they, I think they were fine, but the Kazak buff could probably be reversed as well. Like, yeah with the new elite point change i I did the math a little bit and sometimes it actually costs you one less elite point to manipulate two dice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because you you can get to that crit with a five and then turn a three into a four you know what i mean so yeah i don't know why that happened and the obscurity thing is like all right if if that's the direction you want to go i get it but the elite point change i was just like that's kind of that's kind of crazy uh, yeah. The support grips now on on the, like the guns on into the dark. I mean, you just tune in the room. Like it's yeah, then you're still, good to go. Yeah. They still yeah.
0: struggle into like Felgor and a few other like big scaries, but yeah. once once things get nerfed, they're going, they're just the weight of their dice and everything. They're going to do really yeah. well. They had six players. Highest rank was, was sixth place with Austin Lewis. Who's a very yeah. good player. And they averaged 57. So they averaged pretty relatively well as a, as an overall hole. And they also placed really high. So what that's yeah. telling me is that even though they generally have a steady line across the board, like they're going to relatively do above above yeah. normal, you still have those players who can push them to that next level and can win events easily. Hundred percent.
1: I, I think I, w- I would rather see them change something about the use of elite points, like to because they're so lethal. But they don't have amazing defense. They don't they can't use all. elite points with save. So I would almost rather them become a more balanced team because in in theory these guys are supposed to be like, it a like extra tech? lethal super soldiers that are also yeah. a bit kind of stout and sturdy. So maybe you revert the elite's point change to what it was, but then you allow yourself to use your elite points on like defense to some Ooh, to some extent, right? That'd be nice. And, you know, just, just to just to make it them a bit more balanced across the board, because I think they they got better at killing the teams they already killed.
2: Right. Which like did, they, is they not point changed. at something exactly.
1: and they delete it. And now mm-hmm. they point and delete it even harder. <laughs> so it's just <laughs> exactly.
2: like, delete they, it. they,
1: they need some helps against the hordes or something, or maybe, I mean, not every team needs to be able to beat every team, but in theory, you would like, you would like a game that where you'd be able to play a team and have a chance into everything. So I think Kazur can still struggle into the melee hordes that out activate them. Cause it doesn't matter if you point melt a meltagun gun or a, a hotshot last volley at a cultist, like it's going to die. So so, I, I i don't know but but yeah the, the i don't i was so maybe surprised a, to see
0: them get that buff maybe a new piece of equipment that's like a stronger hatchet or something like that costs two ep instead of one so maybe it makes a couple of their models you can make a couple of their models a little bit better in melee if you chose yeah. to s- choose the equipment for it i don't know they have
1: the combat blade now which is it's just one ep i think which is pretty right, for cheap, three, four. So, yeah
0: for three four which is really not. good
1: not horrible, and then for Cadia pops, and they're like four. Uh, or they become
0: Chainswords, swords
2: for five. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: literally. Um, that yeah, was so one think, thing. Yeah, yeah, they're they're interesting right now, but I think they can be a little too oppressive for. They just basically if if you show up and you're playing elites against Kazakin, like I don't even know how you play the game.
0: Mm-hmm. You just don't. <laughs> yeah,
1: it feels like forty k. It's like oh, I just lose. Okay,
2: right. This is you just die.
1: Yeah.
0: So we look at our next team, and this is probably one of the most surprising ones. This team was taken almost. Uh, I think third, fourth most out of the entire tournament. Really? They had nine people who took this team, Void Scar Corsairs. Oh, that's cool. They had, um, I know a lot of people came out, they wanted to play them because they thought all the buffs were great and mm-hmm. they made them better. Objectively, the team got worse. Well, they they performed very, very poorly. They yeah. were highest 27th. They averaged 77th Mm -hmm. with nine players and a 43% win rate. Yeah. They were, they, they're on the struggle bus. If we had a struggle bus tier, they are on the struggle bus for sure.
1: Yeah. And LVO for sure. I I think they're probably one of those teams that like in the greater, just based on my gut feeling, they're probably right there and like just kind of perfectly balanced on a knife's edge because of the fact that they don't have dice manipulation. Mm-hmm. So like I, I played them before I played commandos earlier last year and I took them to KTO and I didn't really know them that well. And I made a few mistakes and I got punished hard for it. Um, but like, they're one of those teams that sort of like void dancers end up running into a matchup. They can't win. Mm-hmm. Corsairs can win any matchup. It's just that they need their dice to be average average. All the time, always. Right? Yeah, if amazing. they have one bad dice roll, that's really bad. If they have Crushed. two bad dice rolls, you probably lose the game. Like yeah. it, it's they're they're that balanced, and that feels very elfish to me. And that's that's very cool. And I love playing the team. They're fun. They're just like superheroes. They just somersault over and do three things and close the door for free. And it's it's just like a lot of fun. But I think they're probably fine. I think the buffs the buffs are definitely buffs. Um, I don't think it's going to elevate them to like tournament winning status unless your dice are just always perfect. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think, I think they're fine overall. I think they're fine.
0: So I would actually like to see them get a buff and I want to see them get the hand of the Archon on treatment. And I think this would really help fix the team so oh, that they're not as the
2: weapon in line.
0: Yeah. So, no, actually add another the option to take another gunner. Oh, cuz right gunner, now gunner, yeah. Right now they're only able to take one gunner. So let right. let them let them take two gunners right. or let them take a gunner and a heavy gunner. That's right? That's true, yeah. I feel yeah. like I feel like if you did that, you put them on the same power level as hand of the archon. Right. And cuz I I just objectively think Hand of the Archon is just the better elf faction between Over, the
1: two. Overall, I think so. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Right, and they would
0: and, play different enough
2: to be worth, you know, not having to decide.
1: No,
0: I 100% yeah. agree with you that I think they're probably one of the best balanced teams out there for sure. But unfortunately, most of the teams currently are not balanced.
1: Yeah. The game is very lethal right now. And yeah. they, these elves just die to anything.
0: Yeah. So the next one was that, that did well was, um, it's funny that Tomb World did better than um Hyrotech. Huh. Uh Tomb World only had one player but had a forty-four percent win rate. Uh Hyrotech had a forty percent win rate. Um and uh, I believe they had three players, so
2: I would put I, that based on numbers. Like, you know, you yes. had one really. Oh, no, they had player two players, versus, I apologize. Yeah, so yeah. still you had one versus two and they might not have done as hot. So like yeah. that's I mean
0: they both did poorly. Data. They they averaged 95th and the highest placing was 90,
1: (laughs) 90.
0: There are some good, really good Necron players out there. Maybe this, maybe this, I mean, maybe we're seeing this Felgor meta, not favoring the Necrons right now. So maybe that's a thing. Um, no shade to any people that played higher tech out there, but I know like Shane is a really good higher tech player and a few other people are too. That didn't wasn't able to make the tournament, so I think this comes down to numbers. Mm-hmm. But I still think that they they they're, they have the warp Coven curse. They're just too complicated for their own good. There's just a keep,
2: lot of stuff. yeah. You just really keep need it to this, rely on you know? like uh, on reanimation. Like if that's you're not getting reanimation off, you yeah. just lose.
1: What's well, the same thing? It's just like corsairs. You need yeah, to exactly. roll Three ups. If you don't roll three ups, you lose the game. Like that's yeah. that's
2: it. Maybe make reanimation a two up on the regular on the leader, and then everyone else is three. Because yeah, man, well, we I can- played the leader when he was down and he couldn't do anything two turns it was over for him yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah no 100 that's if you miss one reanimation roll it it really just throws you off maybe maybe some way to like when felgor
0: auto get reanimations like like, we should we should have yeah we should have fucking high uh, high, high, higher tech circle also get auto you know Because I mean if Felgor can do it, why can't Necrons do it? It Felgor frenzy on a three up then. Hey, that could actually
2: be interesting, like a two-up frenzy or a three-up frenzy
0: or
1: something. Yeah, like like see
0: if they get frenzied or if they died. Yeah. So we move on to uh, Inquisition. And Inquisition, I don't think it needs a buff. They averaged 85th. (laughs) Highest ranking was 30, and they had a 41% win rate. But I think we saw enough people play them at worlds. And everything like that. I think this yeah. team just has just such a high skills cap ceiling. I don't yes. think America is there yet.
1: Yeah. I mean, nobody's really playing them over here that I know that I know of like, in a, like often or a lot. Uh-huh. It's one of those teams where all, first of all, like good luck collecting all the models if you don't already have them. Right. Like right. that's like, that's a project. Mm -hmm. um but yeah they're they're like very very they're like an azorius control deck like hell yeah you have to be really tight not make any mistakes know all of your opponent's rules know when to counter know what to counter Mm -hmm. so they i think they can be very like kind of unfun in a way to play against against a really good player because they just shut down what you want to do you know they delay your activation they say you can't use this ploy you know et cetera, et cetera. they guarantee they have the initiative at the start of the first turn if they want for a cp um, but yeah, I, th- I think they're absolutely fine. Um, and I think in the hands of good players, still very, very good. The one thing that's holding them back, like I mentioned earlier in the in the podcast, is they're just, they hit on fours and eventually you're going to get diced.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll burn through the next ones because there's, I don't know if there's a ton to talk about except for maybe one or two of them. Scouts, there's too little information. Yeah. Uh, Hearthkin Salvagers. Um, they had a, where is Hearthkin? They had three players. Um It it doesn't seem like it's enough data. They had 53 was their highest player, 80 on average. Um, I feel like I'm still in the book and I always will be in the book uh, until they get good. Uh, But I don't think that they're still, I don't think they're ever going to win any tournaments. Um,
1: They came close to NYO. I played uh, Alden, who's an amazing player from Brooklyn around here in the finals uh, of NYO. I've heard he was good. Yeah. Very, very good. And he played them in a very different way than we had seen Ace and other people playing them um and Wait, do you he, go
2: security he, route
1: no 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 he just in terms of the equipment and the way he played the game i uh, didn't mm. take any combat blades at all and just relied on some of their other equipment to move very fast through terrain mm. and get in people's faces
2: oh uh, were they doing be, like and, the climbing rope tricks and stuff
1: yeah well yeah and also like i forget i don't know any of the dwarf terminology again just coming from mm. Nork over here but but they <sighs> and they can just basically once they get the grudge token circulating they just point and delete like mm-hmm. yeah, for very, days. Very lethal, and they, and they will trade up like very effectively and move surprisingly fast when you have all the uh the the equipment to basically remove the terrain from in front of you like they Mm -hmm. they actually go pretty good with that stuff so again two different very way two very different ways to play the team and both have seen success so i think that like yeah i still think they maybe could use something just a little bit extra but like again in the hands of a skilled pilot like working them really hard i think they could Maybe just get there, but, but they're not going to consistently get there in the hands of most people.
0: Yeah. I think the only time that we've really seen them do anything is when they had a six inch move. I'd yeah. like if like you could spend a grudge token and add an
2: extra inch. So yeah. you're burning off of somebody like, as oh, long that's as you can see them, cool then idea. you can
0: get the extra move to be
2: like,
1: I right, didn't token it. action. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. So it's like, you know, pick, pick your grudge. I want to run faster.
0: Yeah. Power from, stubbornness. <laughs> Power from anger. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Gellerpox pox also, we talked about them a little earlier. Um obviously the majority of the field felt their nerfs this this year. Uh yeah. they got they keep getting nerfed over and over and over. <laughs> um and it's pretty much just because of one guy at this point in time, right? <laughs> I'd, I'd say so, yeah. <laughs> Stop Orion. <laughs> yeah. Um but uh I think these players will obviously get better with the team. Uh I think they're still a really good team, and maybe mm-hmm. they just had some uh unlucky
1: um match-ups. team matchups yeah, and stuff. Yeah.
0: Now the far stalkers, they mm. they I want, they. Struggle. I want to like them
1: so bad. They're such cool sculpts.
0: Yeah, they were. They yeah. So I, this is another team that struggles from really high level of play. Like you have. So if you're a really good player, you can pilot them pretty well. Highest player was 34th. Um, average was 92nd, and they had a 29 percent win rate. Mm-hmm. With three players, uh I think that when you start seeing numbers like that, even coming out of three players, yeah it starts to show like, hey, you know like maybe there's maybe there's a problem here, even though there's only three players um but I think that' we'll, when when we see more of the world's data, we'll have a better understanding of. I mean, yeah. they've always struggled from dice, but, but
1: they've also like them and Hyrotech got so many buffs out of the box. Like when mm-hmm. they both started, people were like, what is going on with these teams? Mm-hmm. Like if you were to look at the data sheets for Cruit before, like when they first were released to now, like I th- haven't they gone through like two oh, yeah. or three series of buffs? <laughs> they where, have like,
0: and they like, still suck. And they still just, get like, buffs.
1: For <laughs> all intents and purposes, they basically just made completely new data sheets. Like
0: Basically. <laughs> yeah, all these guys get plus one to hit. What else yeah, could we do? Sniper uh, is
1: amazing now, and uh, this I guess is crazy
0: plus one operative hit the panic button. Oh, yeah, I doubt, but yeah,
2: I had an operative.
0: Yeah, my God. So the final two teams, um, the worst placing compendium team, the only compendium team that made it so that they all the compendiums didn't go positive was Space Marines.
1: Yeah, my original love, Death Watch. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Death Watch. <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. how I started they this game. They can Andy take. Uh, that's Let's what uh, our points.
0: homie, our homie uh, Andrew out here is the same way. He will never nice. give him up, no matter what we try. <laughs> they, are cool. uh, the missions, or, they are
1: the original kill team.
0: Yeah, yeah, they had, they had a 16 percent win rate. So
1: that makes sense. They it's rough out there for eleven wound Marines. Yeah, it is. It's rough.
0: And then we we had one Phobos player show up and drop after day one, so oh. they ended up losing every game and have a zero percent win rate, the lowest of the whole tournament. Obviously, may, may as well not even been there in that yeah, sense. Obviously, they maybe they got sick. You know, like there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of sicknesses going around. But I think I think obviously Phobos definitely don't belong in my opinion in the below forty five percent win rate tier. Um, they probably
1: somewhere in the middle or upper mid, depending on the matchup.
0: Yeah, but you know, we didn't have you know some of the best players of in the United States uh, of with Phobos actually come or even want to choose Phobos. So I think that says a little bit about the teams. You know, like you you look at all the teams that were missed uh, by Games Workshop that did not show up, like right. uh, Thousand Sons, now Phobos, all these other teams, and it's like, hey, Games Workshop, we should be looking at teams that didn't even get taken at this event to right. to something, right? So our final statistics that we'll go over today before we before we let Adrian uh, go to sleep. <laughs> <I'll get it. laughs> um, we look at our ranged horde and 28% of the field of LVO took them. They had about a 50% win rate. Awesome. Uh, melee horde, there was only 13% of the teams uh, of players took them and the win rate was 58%. If you want to see how I divvied these up, Um, it's pretty simple range toward is if you have 10 or more models and most of them do shooting melee was uh, 10 or more models and pretty much all they do is fight Uh, elite is six models uh, and then balanced is pretty much anything between seven and uh, seven and 11 models with um, a balanced uh, shooting and melee profile. So Hmm. that's like all elves commandos you know, all these kinds of things. Some of these might be, um, controversial. Uh, you can tell me about that in our discord or wherever you want to yell at us from, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, our balanced sheet, 38% of the, uh, players took it with a 46% win rate. Uh, when you want to see who, who narratively won LVO, right? Uh, the answer is chaos. Chaos mm-hmm. had the highest win rate of all, uh, all lvo so they nice. took this year's with a 53% win rate overall
1: makes sense with with blood with some good blooded players and falgor players and the oh, cults yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> um, and then you have uh imperium with 51% space marines with a mere 31% xenos uh, with a 48% and eldari with a 51% as well so our last shout outs of the of this podcast before we talk about random stuff and shout outs ourselves are the teams so we like to stir up a little bit of drama here um Uh and uh it is legally binding you can it is for it (laughs) yeah We, we, we 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 like to talk a little bit of shit sometimes you know um about other teams from other areas just in all good fun but uh you know in the end uh it's you know obviously all in good fun. You guys can come to this to this uh sheet and you can see um all of our all the teams that showed up with more than two players. I think we missed a couple. Um, and you know, the top ten players that came to the event, we have where they came in as a seed, their previous ITC ranking, and then their current ITC ranking. Adrian, obviously, kudos to you, brother, got first. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but teams are a little bit more interesting. Uh, so we had bats, cats. We need a we 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 need to get a team that's pest con- uh, a pet control team Pets. out here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, we, got, we, got, we, got, we got the rats from from brooklyn rats, too, so you so go. Yeah. uh-huh
0: uh-huh the, they the, just call it area team put a letter
1: in front of that and then hope yeah. it works
0: <laughs> i'm trying to get the rats to come to the all valley team tournament so we can have the bats the cats and the rats
1: yeah right although ours i don't think actually stands it for anything it's just it's just the animal because we have them here <laughs>
0: right. um then in we Manchester, have damn yeah we have katia fight club gob knobs kel team kill team and coffee Maple Leaf Wargaming, Plasma Span, Privateer Press, Southern Discomfort, Warp Fire Minis, Warp Surfers, and I think I'm missing Six Sided Legion and a few others on the list. But um, in the end, there was, uh, it was interesting to see where some of the teams came in on because a lot of some people just play for teams too, right? So like, it was interesting to see where. So Cats came in the number one team in the US, right? And it was interesting to see where they actually ended up, and they actually lost two placings because Plasma Spam and Bats ended up, um, you know, uh, uh, surpassing them because they did so well in the tournament. Kel team had eleven players show up with a forty nine percent win rate as a team, but they jumped quite a few. They jumped six rankings and got third in the world. Uh, They they took number one in America by five points. Over uh, over plasma spam, and then we have uh, plasma spam who came in with six people, but they had the highest win rate out of all other teams, um, and they ended up jumping up one rank and came in fourth. Cats fell, um, the cats fell quite drastically to a minus two with a 27% win rate as a as a team. Mm. Bats came in with a strong Now, the crazy thing is the Bats had one drop. And if that person dropped and played their last round and won, they actually would have taken a uh, best win percentage. They actually jumped up 6 ranks from 20th in the world to 14th. Mm. Southern Discomfort jumped up 10 rankings uh to 31st maple leaf wargaming jumped up 23 placings wow
1: yeah they, to had, they had a three. huge showing and, huge, and all their guys yeah. were probably like competition for best team spirit too they oh, all yeah. had their hockey jerseys on mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. were the very very good team spirit coming out of I, canada it was really cool I, to see
0: i should add that award next year best team spirit i like that yeah, yeah i like that yeah we'll give uh, up a ton yeah gob knobs <laughs> um they're uh a a Bay Area team. They jumped up 30 rankings to 55th. We have Warpfire Minis. Unfortunately, a lot of them got sick on the last day and they had the most drops in the tournament. Damn. Um, and I think only one showed up for one game on day three and they, they brought six players. So they had a total 14 drops, 31% win rate as a team, but they still jumped up 10 rankings up to 78th.
2: Nice, nice.
0: Kadia Fight Club jumped the highest. Uh, which is another uh, Bay Area team, they jumped 56 rankings. Wow. Yeah, to 84th in the world. Uh, So they did really well as a team. Uh, Warp Surfers came in with only two players, but still jumped up 18 rankings. Kill Team and Coffee is interesting. I made sure that all their players were labeled under Kill Team and Coffee, and somehow they two players during the team. So either they remove themselves from Kill Team and Coffee, or something happened with BCP. But uh, they ended up staying the exact same in the world. They stayed nice. at 89th. And then we have a Privateer Press, uh, which was a brand new team that debuted at uh, uh, LVO. That was with Aiden. Aiden was on last week. And they uh, ended up jumping up to from never being ranked to 196th.
2: Nice. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So a couple cool things out to a lot of these teams. Hopefully everyone continues joining teams and playing with a lot of these people. Um, ultimately, like it's all in good fun with the, with teams and um, it's something, just an additional stat that everyone can kind of talk about and, you know, have fun. Feel, so feel good online. <laughs> Absolutely. Feel good about our fake internet points. You know, Hey, they pay off. What did you win from ITC? By the way, my guy.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, apparently games workshop is giving me all of the kill team plastic for an entire year. Let's go. Very Uh, nice. Pretty sick. I'm really, really pumped for that. Really, really pumped.
0: And you won, um, uh, golden ticket, correct?
1: Yes, I got a golden ticket from LVO, which is going to be awesome. So I get to go back there. Um, nice. I don't have to worry about that for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Uh, and I got done. a really, really cool glass uh, trophy for uh, first place in ITC for twenty twenty three, and I think it's the first year they gave that out. I don't think they did it last year. So they did not. it's a good. It's a good time to be uh, coming up in the co team scene. Games Workshops getting more and more involved and uh, supporting the competitive community. Uh, I mean, the they world own the ITC
0: now, right? So yeah, they're they, better. They did a deal.
1: <laughs> so it's, it's cool to see them getting more involved, you know, and they work directly with BCP over the course of the world championships to like make the results more accessible via their website for most people with a cool interface. So like, uh, it is, it is pretty cool. Um, and this was like, not the technically the first world championships because there was one the year prior, but this was the first year they did the world championships on this big of a scale and uh in 2024 this year seems like it's going to be even bigger so it's it's a great it's honestly it's a great time to be part of the kill team community i'm very like very very happy to to be a, a part of it and uh well you know, we I'm, are I'm, happy
0: that you're a part of it too yeah, yeah. i'm looking forward
1: to this year i'm looking forward yeah. to this year
0: yeah so is there anything that you want to shout out brother so we can uh, let you go to sleep no, not uh,
1: not necessarily. I'm just uh, I'm looking forward to getting back to my roots in the hobby, doing some modeling and some kit bashing, and just playing with some fun teams and cool models for the hell of it, and uh, taking taking a little bit of a competitive breather because this year was this year was rough. <laughs> this was a it was mm-hmm. a lot of travel and a lot of competition, a lot of mental strain. But I'm I'm glad I did it. Glad we got it done for the good old US of A. Um, but yeah, no, just, uh, uh, the, u- the usual shout outs to, you know, to my gaming club locally, the Brooklyn strategist. Um, I'm officially now a member of the Brooklyn rats. So shout out to those guys, uh, nice. so uh, hanging out with the squad and organizing some more events for the community and NYO next year and all that. Um, and of course, as always a big shout out to my, to my friends and family and, uh, wife and everything, you know, they, they support me a ton while I'm on the road uh, you know, digitally while I'm there, even though they have no idea what's going on in the game, (laughs) they send they send all their love and support and it it always means a lot. Um, so yeah, just, I I just want to thank everybody that kind of has played with me or against me or supported me throughout this journey. It's honestly incredibly surreal to, to, to be here, you know, with, with, the the stats that we've seen this year with the tournament wins and, 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 uh, yeah, just with the success, it's, it's been absolutely unreal.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it was a pleasure to play you as well. So I'm, I don't get to play everyone because I, I organize a lot, but you were one of the, uh, one of my highlights of the year. Thank you, man. My, no one quiet. of my hardest matches. When I found out you also got top eight, I was like, fuck, I don't want to play Adrian again. <laughs> that was so hard, but I'm not going to win again. It was know, so good. So you good, got man. it done,
1: man. That was a great match. That was a great yeah. match.
0: So um, moving on to, um, there is something that I wanted to, to talk about before we, before we end. Uh it's also a shout out uh Saya, Rob, Sheldon, Giacomo, myself um and uh Melty. We all did r- a really fun uh narrative event, which was our very first narrative event. And you said that you were thinking about maybe playing some narrative stuff. You really like the narrative terrain at LVO. Um Giacomo, do you want to play the prologue for us so yes. that everyone in the podcast can hear?
1: In the grim darkness of the far future, where the Imperium Man spans across a vast and treacherous galaxy, your squad of battle-hardened warriors receives a cryptic transmission. The crackling voice of your captain echoes throughout the cold and metallic walls of your spacecraft, conveying urgency and gravity in every word. Attention operatives, a decrypted transmission has been intercepted affirming the existence and location of an enigmatic apparatus known as the Standard Template Construct, an ancient piece of lost technology possessing immeasurable power. The suboptimal frequency of the transmission has resulted in substantial data loss. Intelligence has decoded the sector of space, housing four life-sustaining planets, Sector A. terra However, The disrupted frequency has obscured critical details, rendering us blind to the exact location. The urgency to secure the STC
2: first is imperative.
1: As the transmission ends, the mission is clear. Embark on a perilous journey to uncover the location of the STC and secure its power and secrets, or destroy it
0: so that no one else can have it. Yeah, that was pretty sick. So. Uh, Melty did a great job side directed him. She wrote the script. She did all the, um, story for it. And, um, the terrain was, was really awesome. In fact, I think she just did a YouTube video on how she did all the terrain. So anyone who's listening, please go and check that out. Give her a like and a subscribe. Don't tell her it came from here. Uh, make something up in the, in the, in the comments because, uh, it's going to make her feel really, really good about herself. And, um, you know, she's, she's my wife, so I want to support her. And if you guys can support her like you supported me on my, my GoFundMe for my laser, I would really appreciate everyone, um, as it means a lot, right? Um, 100%. Yeah. So, which, which narrative board did you end up liking the most uh, from the ones that you saw, Adrian?
1: I think I like the one with the snow on it
0: okay yeah yeah that's cool, a good one a different and i
1: i love like just non-traditional kind of snowy boards or forest boards i mean they were they were also so cool um i i really like them all but the snow one just kind of caught my eye um but yeah the 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 one with those like that death pit the Drukari death pit in it mm-hmm. was really really awesome and very cool uh and i also just love to see some boards where there's actually just like grass and forest on stuff instead of just like a an urban cityscape like we're so used to playing. I, right. I, I love the uh, the variety in all of them. I love the fact that some of them were like double length. So you could have like a multiplayer situation going on and affect each other's games. Like they, they looked really, really cool. And, and I do, as much as I love the the kind of competitive balance of the game, it is fun to just build a board where you just go full thematic. And you're just mm-hmm. like, this just looks right. And it feels cool. And let's just play it. You know what I mean? So it was really awesome to see that at LVO this year too. Um, you know, in addition to the competitive stuff.
0: Yeah. Have you ever dipped your foot into to narrative before?
1: I've done narrative a few times. I I've done, we did a, a narrative event here in Brooklyn. Um, I think it was maybe two years ago. Um, and we had a custom made like big trench board and it was like super long. And I think we had like eight players on each side and the whole game affected each other and somebody sent their grot from one end of the board down to the other where I was at. And he like impacted the game in a major way uh, <laughs> with his unlimited, like uh, eight foot movement. Um, but yeah, that was, that was, that was cool. I like, I think when I do narrative, I, I probably prefer like a single day event or a two day event where you tell the story um, less so of like the narrative thing where you play different people that you, that just have been doing a parallel narrative and you just kind of have to trust and, and imagine that they've been gaining all these accolades and stuff. But I think at my heart, I'm still, I'm still kill team is such a competitively balanced game that I'm still more of a competitive player at heart. Like I like Agreed. the challenge of trying to solve the puzzle and, and, and solve the puzzle with two teams that are ideally balanced in some sort of way. Um, and then maybe keeping like, 40 K or, or the occasional kill team narrative for just kind of like, Hey, let's just have some, some beers and roll some dice and just do what we think space Marine should do, which is stand out the open and stand out in the open and yell defiantly.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So something interesting that we're going to do this year is, um, outside of our competitive events that we'll probably announce sometime this week. Um, we, we also are going to run three narrative events where you come in, you play two games, Mm -hmm. um, basically once a month. So that should be a lot of fun um, to uh, keep everyone and play through the same LVO one. Cause I know a lot of people wanted to play it and didn't get a yeah. chance to, um, but yeah, I mean, it should be a lot of fun. Firstly, I want to apologize to everyone a couple days ago on Tuesday. <laughs> um, I accidentally, or I didn't accidentally, I released all of our Patreon, uh, not our Patreon. I reduce. I released all of our videos for the narrative event on YouTube and they're all going to ping everyone. There's going to be seven or eight video pings on our discord. I apologize to everyone. Um, I'm not going to be up in time in order to delete them all. Um, so, uh, I guess I could try to have me, the me bot not do it, but, uh, it might be funny to, uh, just let it happen. Uh, apologize for that. But also if you guys are interested into the narrative event, please check lustersworkshop.com. The narrative event is live. You can click on the packet, see for everything for yourself, play for the uh, play through the missions and have fun and join us over the next few months as everyone completes the narrative and can tell, talk all about it in our narrative uh, section of the discord. Um, yeah. Should be fun. Adrian, yeah. any shout-outs? Do I? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Just uh, shouting out to uh, the Brooklyn community, everybody around here uh, that's been, like, just growing the hobby on the East Coast and, and connecting the global communities and just being awesome people and good players. Yeah, you know? Hell yeah.
2: G? I want to start a fight for my ending. Oh Jesus! Um, deep dish or New York slice? You don't have to answer the question now. I just wanted to start a fight. Fuck uh, deep dish. <laughs>
1: well, you know, you know what I'm going to answer. Yeah.
0: Yeah, deep dish. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> you know, I Somewhere
0: like I it. like deep dish, but I think thin is better. You and your ricotta cheese bullshit. I fuck. I hate it. I don't like lasagna. I don't like deep dish. Uh, you guys can sue me.
2: it's legally binding
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, it is i also don't like pineapples on my pizza and if you do you're a towel loving some communist something
2: though though i hear new haven is the is the style to go with what is new haven
1: new Uh, haven connecticut
2: that's what i hear yeah, they, oh, they make
1: a decent. Connecticut has some okay stuff. New Jersey has some really good pizza. As yeah. does New York. Yeah. That whole
2: area, like it's just, I'm so jealous because I'm in we California. Have, we yeah. have
1: a, we have a corn, we have the market cornered over here on the Seriously. east coast. <laughs> we have a monopoly on pizza.
0: Yeah, I'm jealous that you guys get better pizza than we do. Yeah, but you guys yeah. get
1: better Mexican food. So we, we sure do. do. That's it it and, evens
0: out and possibly better sushi. Maybe not Uh, all the time. That's possible. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We're coastal, you know, coastal. We'll we'll share that one. Uh, but anyways, you can find me on Instagram at wargaming Wargaming underscore studios. I'm still painting Kastrick you know, nothing changed from like two days ago when we said it. And, uh, you can join the conversation on discord. The link is in the description. And once again, as always, and every time, thank you to the patrons. They, they help us out in a more personal way. And of course you can always join
0: links are in the description. All right cool.
2: The Squad Games Podcast is a production of Squad Games Entertainment. For more information on squad games, please visit our website at lestersworkshop.com/squad-games.